Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome back, Kingdom Sexuality family. We have a very, very exciting thing coming to you guys today. We have Dan here from Get Your Marriage On. We were hosted on his show just a few weeks ago, and we just we just fell in love with their entire ministry and with you, Dan. So <laughs> that's why you're here. <laughs> so we just want to welcome you officially to this platform, um, and we are really excited to just delve into so many things with you today, Dan. So with that said... How about you tell us a bit about yourself, about your family, where you're from. We need to get this funny uh, honeymoon story out of you like you did to us when we were on your show. So you know the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I call it starting with a little bit of foreplay, and I guess that's what we're doing, there right? There we go. That's <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Oh, that's great. I've been married 18 years, and uh, my wife and I, my wife Emily, we were friends in middle school. So I just moved to town, and uh, she was on the same bus route as me. So I'd get on the bus, and sometimes there'd be an empty seat by her, and we'd talk. And uh, and we were in the same circle of friends from middle school and high school, but we didn't date seriously. Like we went on a few, like you know, dance dates, you know, whatever. But it really wasn't until between our sophomore and junior years of college, uh, we went to different universities. I'd come home for the summer. She had come home for the summer. And all of our mutual friends are doing exciting things like, you know, internships or study abroads or something like that. I see her at church my first Sunday back, and it was just so nice to have a friend. And I was not interested in dating anyone. I was looking forward to the summer being a break from the dating game. And she just got out of a relationship and was not interested in dating either. So we were a great fit for each other. We just want to hang out as friends. It's just that we hung out every day that summer together. Oh. We did everything together that whole summer. And by oh. the end of the summer, we were, we were engaged. And uh, wow. that was it. I love that. That's so awesome. We now have six, really we have six children now and live Good in you, a guys. beautiful place called St. George. Hmm. Okay. Love it. Love, that. Love it. That is fantastic. Okay, so let's let's do this icebreaker here, Dan. Do you have a funny story oh, yeah. from us? <laughs> from your honeymoon? I, I do, kind of. So uh, we were married the day after American Thanksgiving. So, and okay. we were both college students eight hours away from our our hometown. So we like drove down, I think, Wednesday had Thanksgiving with our families on Thursday, we kind of made that kind of our wedding dinner. And oh, then cute. we were married on Friday and we had to get back to school because, you know, classes are on Monday. So, <laughs> uh, so we had a really short honeymoon, but, um, my, my dad booked us a, a room at this, this hotel midway between our town and, and where our university was. And we walked in in jeans and t-shirt and it's like this five-star hotel. Everyone's in like tuxedos and gowns. And even the other guests are like dressed really well. And we we just felt so out of place. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> That's amazing. We're like, so good. Like, we're just not used to like this treatment. They're like, can yeah. we take your bags to your room? Like, no, I'll just take my own bag. <laughs> <laughs> I will stay there. We didn't know how to respond. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. We just felt really out of place. Like everything was so ornate and like, but do we even dare sit in this chair? <laughs> anyway, oh, so good. It, was a, it was a fun new experience for us. Yeah. What a blessing that. too. It'd be mm-hmm. so fun. Like as like a newlywed to then experience yes. this like fancy hotel. That's super yeah. nice. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. it. So then transitioning from, you know, stuff about you, Dan, transfer it into this ministry you're in now. What led you to begin making intimacy apps? <laughs> we'll start with that. So how, okay. did, how did that come about? Well, as I say, your mess becomes your message, right? Mm, <laughs> so I love that. Um, I think my wife and I are really, we're really blessed. We've always had a good marriage, I'd like mm-hmm. to say. It's, it's been good. However, we did have a lot of anxiety around sexuality. And I think if you have a lot of anxiety about something, you either uh, take it to one extreme and, and maybe push it into the dark. Uh, right. And when it comes to sexuality, one immature response to that is probably indulgence or like that's why you hear a lot of people mm-hmm. like turning towards pornography, for instance. That's like an yeah. easy direction to go. The other direction, which also happens just as much, and I think it's just as evil, but it doesn't, we don't give it that much attention, is shutting down your sexuality. Right. And you see yeah. that a lot in marriages Absolutely. too, where, uh, for instance, it's so stereotypical that the husband might be a porn user and the wife has shut down her sexuality completely. They're both immature positions and they're both, it's the same coin, just different sides. Right. Um, Anyway, for me, I was on the more shut down the sexuality side of things. And so uh, I wouldn't even Google my sex questions or Mm. even talk about or I didn't have anyone I didn't even ask about them. And so I just I just kind of, you know, shut them down until one day. Uh, I think it was the right time, right place. Um, I was talking to a friend and he started to open up about his sexuality with me. Uh, his sexual experiences with his wife and new things they're doing in the bedroom. And he was kind of detailed explaining some like, like sexual behavior, like acts and like, wow, people actually do those. And, and this is a good, he's he's a really good man too. So I'm like, Oh, that's allowed. Like it was like completely mind blown for a minute. And I was blushing the whole time, the whole conversation. I was so uncomfortable, (laughs) but the whole point, what he was trying to tell me was, like he and his wife feel more connected now than ever. They mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. talk better, the communication's better, they're raising their kids together better. And like everything in life seems to have just clicked. There's so much more ease because their sex life is better. And I wanted that for myself. There was something I recognized that he had that I didn't have. So uh, I'd go home and tell my wife this whole story and and I was really vulnerable too. I really opened up because I was really self-conscious. What if I'm not a good lover to my wife and she's not satisfied in bed or or whatever it might be? Like I wanted to know like uh, like what she thinks about us and what it, what what the conversation, what the implications are for our relationship. And that we probably talked to two a.m. that night, and then like one a.m. the next night, and just for a few, the next few weeks, we just probably for the first time in our marriage, had one of the deepest, most vulnerable conversations night after night. Right. Wow. Yeah. And that led to learning a lot together, we, uh, books, podcasts, uh, blogs, um, a lot of experimenting and trying things on our own. And then all of a sudden, we start communicating better. The bond between us gets stronger. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. my work gets better. We're parenting together. All of a sudden, the sky is bluer. The grass is greener. Like everything <laughs> in life is like so much better. There's a pep in my step as I walk. Like I can smile more easily because like we're totally like clicking so much better in yeah. and out of the bedroom. We're flirty again. And I got, there's, there's something, there's something really special to this. How come, how come I didn't know how good sex can be? Um, so, uh, wife, we, we have a strong Christian background. We're very active in our faith and, uh, we wanted to provide more resources for those that kind of share similar values as we do. Right. And being an app developer, doing apps just made a lot of sense. And for us, we connect really well through games. We're kind of nerdy in that way. And like, <laughs> what's more fun than a bedroom sex game? That's not raunchy or, yes. or, uh, or, uh, you know, crass or something like that. Yeah. So, or vulgar. Mm -hmm. So like, let's make one yes. of those. And I think there was nothing like that at all in the app store. Everything else was just like came out of Las Vegas. So we, yeah. we, uh, we made that and it took off. So incredible. I, I know often, yeah, you'd look at them and they're all like really cheesy or um, cringy. You're like, oh, like this yeah. isn't. I don't or, want my yeah. kids to know I have this on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Right>. exactly. <laughs> no, yes. That's so great. It's amazing to see like how that has then transferred into your own intimate life and how it's changed that for you, mm -hmm. which is such mm -hmm. a gift. So that's very, very cool. So then Thank you, you briefly mentioned it, um, how you like, because we wanted to chat specifically about sexual confidence with you today. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned it briefly in there. You, you had said something about your confidence and you were, you know, doubting yourself and that sort of thing. So then um, if before we kind of dive into it more deeply, what would you say that godly sexual confidence looks like in a marriage? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I've been thinking about this. Um, so I think a godly sexual confidence, first of all, is you see your sexuality. Your it's your. They talk about integ having integrity, and mm. I, to that means you're very well integrated. Um, a person with great integrity is consistent with their speech and their actions, for instance, right? Because they're they're in alignment. They're they're whole, and. It, uh, as beings, we are, uh, of course, we have our, the intellectual side of us, the emotional side of us, the spiritual side of us, physical side of us. We also have a sexual side of us too. And that's, we need to recognize that that's God given and being able to integrate that as part of our whole being. So I think, yes. I think a godly look is looking at the sexuality is a piece of what makes me, me. And I really like this quote from Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife that sums up my beliefs too. She says, Sexuality is a gift from God to men and women. God has equipped both genders with equal, albeit differently, for intimacy and pleasure. To respect this gift and experience its ability to bring them closer together, couples must create a sexual relationship reflected of their, reflective of their differences and individual preferences and make room to discover together what is ultimately gratifying to both. So it's recognized that men and women, we all of us, have this gift from God and that we can use it for intimacy and for pleasure and use it for bringing two closer together and forming a strong bond. Mm. I love that so yeah. much. That is, That's that so really nails it on the head. 
I'm so glad you shared that from Jennifer Finlayson Fife. I'm also a big fan of her. Um, <laughs> so I love that you brought that in here. Um, Dan, can we uh-huh. unpack this a little bit more even? I love that you laid out that definition um, so biblically and that sexuality is absolutely an integral part of who we are. And so we can't come to our marriages and just like hide that under the covers per se or shut it down because we're not going to be fully exposed in the beauty that God has designed for us to live within as husband and wife, right? So just earlier, you shared personally that you had shut down your sexuality. I feel like this is something that a lot of us can relate to, especially coming, you know, out of that purity culture movement or, you know, you just be like, no, turn off all the stops. We can't do anything sexual. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're married and you're like supposed to turn everything on. And you're like, how does this even work anymore? Right? Um, <laughs> right. So uh-huh. it's it's so bizarre. So we really want to explore this a little bit more with you. So in talking about really enhancing and exploring this sexual confidence and just our sexuality in in general, um, this is something you obviously have become very passionate about. Could you give us some more steps on what it looks like to really unpack this? Yeah, to unpack sexual confidence or unpack the godly side of things? Everything. Okay. (laughs) Yes, everything. Great. Uh, So I would define sexual confidence as it's your ability to affect goodness, nurture, kindness, and generosity in your relationship through your God-given sexuality. Mm. When we talk Mm -hmm. about virtue, sometimes we think because of our purity purity culture upbringing that virtue equals, you know, abstaining from anything sexual. But -hmm. when you read the Bible, at least my interpretation, like Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman, and lists all of her qualities, nothing to do with sexuality. In fact, right. if anything, it's it's a lot of, about strength and about her ability to affect goodness in the world around her. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, that's a good point. So when we talk about virtue in the bedroom and virtue through our sexuality, it's your ability to affect goodness and kindness. And it's it's a very strong way to nurture a relationship and... Um, that's that's the way I view it. It's it's uh, I love that. so a sexually confident person sees their sexuality as a wonderful way to to kind of bring about good in the world, yes. good in the marriage. So much so, love that. Mm-hmm. And I think sexually confident people see sex as something desirable for both people in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I really like uh, Sheila Ray Gregor. She wrote a great book called The Great Sex Rescue. I think she's been a guest on your podcast before. Not, Not yet. yet. Hopefully, we one have day. full intention. <laughs> <of that. laughs> oh, okay. Yes. All right. Anyway, uh, she's got this great book, and she talks a lot about um, what, what, like a lot of the messages we may have received that were incorrect, and yes. she like swaps them out for mm-hmm. more positive messages. And yes. one of the messages that some a lot of people receive is sex is just for the man or just for the husband in the mm-hmm. marriage, and that's mm-hmm. reinforced through you know unconsciously or deliberately through books and sermons or whatever. Absolutely. And I think a sex and that can be really a harmful message because it because you don't see that sex is really for two people. It's for both yes. people. Absolutely. And um and it's also just for pleasure. It's also just for fun and to like mm-hmm. enjoy a really good time together too. It feels really good and it's meant to feel good for a reason. So right. we don't have to live like Puritans where you deny everything that's supposed to make you happy and live glum lives. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. To, it's to be enjoyed. 
I love and that. so when you're confident, you kind of see that like, oh, this is a great way to enjoy being human, being, mm-hmm. being embodied, being with, with this great person that I'm with. Yeah, that's fantastic. I really like that you mentioned um, with what Sheila says in her book, The Great Sex Rescue. My husband and I are actually reading through that right now, and it is so good. I'm like, this is the best resource I've yeah, ever read uh-huh. out there yet, right? Um, but I really uh-huh. liked how you said in there, she really emphasizes, you know, the equality within pleasure for both husband and wife. Um, and so often it's been made to be kind of this hierarchy of the husband is the one who has all these needs, but the wife doesn't have these sexual needs. And I just really like that you mentioned that because that's definitely something we've been unpacking here on our ministry and just to hear you also emphasize that and just in your own personal marriage you guys witnessing and experiencing that i think that's so beautiful that you just mentioned that like it's a big deal for husbands and wives to see that god made us each for pleasure um to really walk within our sexuality and i just am really grateful that you mentioned that yes and to add on to that if you really want a really hot smoking hot sex life you're going to be you're going to treat your spouse as an equal. It's you're not going to have yes. hierarchies like you said like Amen. one above the other, one controlling, one submit, submitting all the time. It's nothing like that. It's collaborative. You're both like Love. working at this together. That's yes. you got to eliminate egos. You got to eliminate like like you know, we're like it's, you got to eliminate thinking like, yeah, this is a need for me and you need to yeah. supply my needs. Like you got to eliminate that thinking right. completely yes. because it's, it's a together thing. Amen. I just, I just want to press replay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The whole like, like the love is not self-seeking side yes. of intimacy. Right. Right. And thinking about intimacy with that in your mind. It's like, no, how can I be servicing you or pleasing you? And with both of you having that mindset, that's like the healthiest way to go about it, right? Trying to outdo the other person by like serving more and loving less and less. But it's not a passive like, uh, here you go, like whatever. Because who wants to make love to a person that doesn't have much of a self to them, right? We want to, you want to be a full self offering mm-hmm. this as something you see as good for both of you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Versus being like, oh, well, I guess I have to meet this need for you. So yeah, here I am. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, that's, uh-huh. Right. The, the mindset around it is it totally changes um, mm-hmm. the gift of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I feel like, yeah, yeah if you're doing it begrudgingly, your spouse isn't going to feel that, <laughs> that same sort of connection and the same sort of fireworks show as if you were doing it as something that as out of a deep love and overflow of your, your relationship and the connection you already have. Right. Yep. Love that. Okay. So Dan, you just gave us some phenomenal fundamentals. Really. I love that you said that. And can I just really um, bring to light with you being here as a man and a man of God and you really confirming these things and saying, you know, um, that loving each other as equals, is absolutely essential for a thriving sex life. I just I just want to say thank you for saying that. It is amazing having our men step up and saying these things and preaching this message of hope to our married couples. So thank you, first and foremost. Um, I want to turn this attention 
to your app now too, because you have a lot to talk to us about this yet. So with the use of your app, which is called Intimately Us, um, you definitely dig deep into really embracing and unleashing the awakening of godly sexual confidence between husband and wife within the bedroom. Um, so can we talk about that? How does one go about really increasing that sexual confidence? How can this app help? Let's Let's look at this. Okay, yeah, let's dive into that. First of all, I think the world likes extremes. Like um, the world, the world way is is to flaunt your sexuality and mm. kind of use it to get attention, for instance, or uh, to kind of be casual with your sexuality. But it cheapens it; it like diminishes its value. Absolutely, it does. Um, yes. But kind of in the but they they do it in the name of liberation or in the right. name of um, you know whatever. But the, the net effect, I think, is, is kind of a cheapening. Um, yeah, the other sure. extreme is don't talk about it at all. Don't, don't mention sex. Don't even bring it up. Like, let's shut it down completely. And I kind of think it's funny. Like, the enemy wants us to either, like, uh, before you're married, like, abuse your sexual powers. <laughs> and then once you're in a committed yeah. marriage relationship, then he wants you to not use them at all. So... <laughs> Totally. <laughs> so exactly. like, there's this, it's kind of on the both sides, right? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so in, in either case, I think far too many couples are living beneath their privileges when it comes to their sex life mm. and what they can enjoy. Mm. They're f- far below. Like uh, I heard a story about a man. He went on this, he saved all his money as his dream to go on a Mediterranean cruise. So he didn't have a lot of money, but he had enough for a ticket. So he goes on the cruise and, um, uh, he brought cans of beans with him to eat because yeah, he didn't have money to pay for extra food and extra excursions. And it was on the last day of the cruise, the, you know, some crew member said, like, how come you don't come and join us for like, it's, it's the closing festivities, the closing banquet. It's like, oh, I don't have money for it. And the guy's like, well, what do you mean? It's, it's an all-inclusive uh, ticket price. It was all included, all the excursions, all the uh, food and everything. Mm. And he didn't know that. So like, <laughs> I think sometimes our marriages are, are kind of like that. We, we go on this trip together, not realizing how much more it could be and what's really included. Um, so good. And a lot of that could be self-judgment, self-shaming. We right. tend to be really hard on ourselves. You know, yeah. uh, there's a lot of body shaming, self-shaming, um, like a lot of comparison that goes on too. And, mm-hmm. and uh, anyway, anyway to, to awaken your godly sexual confidence, I think part of it is, you know, it back, comes back to integrity and like realizing all the good that sex can do. And maybe that wasn't modeled for you in your home, or maybe you haven't really seen it modeled well. Or if there's abuse in your past, you're definitely going to see how it can be used for like harm. But yeah. just for a moment, just consider like what it might be like, let's say you're married 30, 40, 50 years. And when you're making love to this person that you've been with through ups and downs of life, knowing they have your back and just this deep connection, this deep knowing and deep understanding that you can be completely free and completely be yourself around this person and share some of the, the most intimate part of you with another person. That's like some pretty amazing and uh, I think really moving, uh, that can really move mountains, I think, yeah. Yeah. when you can have that sort of a bond and connection. 
but to create that, I think you need to really drop the self-shaming, self-judgments, and just say, you know, this is what I have. So here's one practical tool that I think can help. And I got this idea from Celeste Davis. She has this uh, blog called um, uh, Marriage Laboratories. Like she did a lot of okay. marriage experiments on on herself and in, in, and with her husband. Okay. And uh, she talks about like um, the world wants you to think sexy looks like this, like a very specific like look and and she uses the term Jessica Rabbit, like very, like yeah. very curvy, you know, right. curves in the right place, the right type of hair waving in a certain way, the, the right way, like the swagger, like that <laughs> is sexy. And so right. you need to look like that in order to be sexy. Um, uh, but instead of trying to fit into that mold, she, she talks about instead, like think about what your own like your husband married you or your wife married you for a reason. Like mm -hmm. there, you have qualities that, that are likable. What are they? Mm -hmm. What are your own mm -hmm. strengths? What, what are your attributes that make you you? And take those and just 10x them, multiply them 10 and mm -hmm. do it in the bedroom. So like I'm kind of a goofy guy, um, kind of silly. I know how to be really silly really well. And so, and be creative. I think those are some of my attributes. And so I, yeah. I take those tenfold into the bedroom and that's my own version of sexy. So I can step into that. And you know what? My wife loves it. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife has, you know, a lot of her strengths, whatever too. And she just takes those and multiplies by 10, brings them into the bedroom. So you don't have to fit some other person's mold. You can be your own version of sexy by just building on your own strengths. Oh. I love that. Just like really that like embracing amazing. who you are. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So good. And not shying away so from good. it. I feel like it can be easy, especially like a silly – like when you think of silly and goofy, it's like it can be really easy to think of sex as this really like serious uh, yeah. thing you have <laughs> uh -huh. to do and like check off uh -huh. your list and go back to do whatever else. But it's like to think of it as a completely different thing. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I think it's super healthy. Mm hmm because it doesn't have to be <laughs> serious. It can be goofy and funny, and it should right, be. Right, right. So my so. wife is an excellent storyteller. I might be. This might be too much information. Sorry, but she's a great storyteller. <laughs> so she uses those talents in the bedroom very well by by telling very uh, arousing erotic stories. <laughs> like that's, that's awesome. It gets, yeah. us, it gets us both going. Right. That's her talent, yes. and that is super sexy to me. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like oh, it's so easy to so put good. sex in a box. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but there's so much that is outside of the box that we don't even think about doing. Yes. Yeah. There's oh, a no lot. Kidding. There's so much. Again, we live beneath our privileges, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> We're just eating beans here. Right. <laughs> oh, it breaks my heart. Uh-huh. I want yeah. the beans. Yeah. 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 Love this. Another thing to do to build, I think, godly sexual confidence is just to normalize sexual desire. It's okay to want sex. Mm. It's okay to say, yes. I want sex. Oftentimes we avoid it. Like we get into these ruts where we're like in an avoidance cycle. Um, my wife and I were kind of in an avoidance cycle a little while ago because uh, of we just just a natural conflict that, that every marriage, every couple has. And mm. It's, it's not fun to kind of be in an avoidance cycle where you're both kind of avoiding each other or avoiding a certain issue that, that kind of is kind of raw at the moment. Yeah. But when that goes on for a long time, 
uh, like especially around sex, we're both avoiding sex. It, it creates bad sex. And the more bad sex you have, the less of it you're going to have. So start learning how to have really good sex, even great sex, and then you're going to want to have more of it. Like there's people that say, oh, we don't have time for sex, but they make time for Netflix. They make time for, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, Instagram, <hello>. right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We make time yeah. for things in our life that mean a lot to us or that yeah. we yes. get something out of. So if you're not getting anything out of sex, of course, you're going to want to avoid it or you're going to look at it as a chore. Yes. So you have to learn how to enjoy it and learn how to make it great. So, so great that, no, you're not going to turn that down. Right. This is good sex. I don't want to turn this down. This is this is good stuff. So that's kind of what you need to. But it's not an overnight thing. It's something that will take some development and maturity and growth. But anyway, and all of these things, there's like learning how to orgasm better. There's learning how to um, for women, you can have multiple orgasms. You can like Mm -hmm. do discover new positions that you like or find different aids. There's so many things you can do. Yeah. But of all those yes. things, also there's the physical things, but also don't forget the the intimacy side of things. The very best exactly. sex, in my opinion, yes. is intimate sex. So where it's Absolutely. there's a sharing of hearts and this union of two souls. So don't don't like a lot of the world kind of loses that side of mm. sex mm-hmm. in, the, in their portrayal of things. So um, yeah, don't lose focus of that either. And just about the intimately us app, it's about a bulk of the app is bedroom games. So mm. we haven't talked a lot about the app, but it's it's got a lot of games you can you and your spouse can play. Yeah. For instance, one of them is a game where uh, it's totally configurable to fit your comfort level. They can like turn on and off certain things, like turn off oral sex if you're not into that, for instance. But right. anyway, you take turns, and uh, she goes first, then you go, and it kind of starts mild, and it kind of builds up from there. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of anticipation and like you don't know there's a lot of random element to it so you like don't know what kind of prompt you're going to get next so that's kind of a fun one that we also nice. have uh, connect four play it's like the old connect four game where you drop tiles to get four in a row <laughs> yes. but it, but it's connect four play where each tile is written like a four play action on it so the first person that gets their four tiles in a row gets to claim those as prizes <laughs> there's a there's battle strip, which is like the old battleship so game, good. but instead of ships, there are <laughs> items of clothing, <laughs> and you try to—it's a stripping game. You try to, you know, yeah. s- sink her bra, and she's trying to get, take your boxers off. And, um, so good. I love that. That's that's a fun one. Uh, uh, sexy twister. It's like twister, but your spouse is your game board. So it's a, instead of right hand red, it's going to be right hand oh, shoulder or okay. left hand butt or whatever like that. So oh, I love it. And it can get really spicy. It's no goofy. Kidding. It's funny, and so there's tons of games like that inside the app. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That sounds so good. Oh, while we're talking about this app, I know there's going to pe- be people listening to this way after the fact, but can you talk to us about this challenge you have on right now? Yes. So it started a few years ago when I wanted to make Valentine's Day extra special for my wife. So I decided to give her 14 days of Valentine's Day. I got the idea from the Dating Divas blog. I oh, love yeah, that yeah. site. Mm-hmm, anyway, yeah. like, I'm going to totally do this. And so for 14 days, I like did a little thing for her. And um, it was fantastic. And I thought, we need to do something like this. But like maybe we can do it through the app. So what we do is um, every day there's a, little, there's a challenge mm-hmm. that if you complete, you get points for it. 
and you're competing with everyone else, but for every point you get, it puts your name into a drawing. So the more points you have, the more likely you are to win. And uh, we have some sponsors involved. Um, we've been very gracious. Uh, like you're giving away some of your cool swag, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Anyway, the grand prize is airfare for two anywhere in the country. And uh, anyway, uh, it's it's uh, the whole point is for you to make go off of autopilot on your relationship mm -hmm. and just be really intentional for these 14 days to really nurture the intimacy in your relationship. I love that. Yes. So for anyone listening and this is already passed, you can still absolutely do this. 14 days of intentional intimacy and use Dan's app for it. Absolutely. Neil and I just yes. I just yep. got Neil to get his yesterday. Um so we could start this challenge together uh -huh. and Neil's like how did I not know this existed? Where's this been our whole life? <laughs> <laughs> good. So good. So fun. Good. So thinking back to, um, you know, confidence and that stuff, so which is great because I feel like this app would be really helpful in that even if you didn't really maybe have a lot of confidence, it's kind of like bringing everything to you and being like, here, just try this anyways. Yeah, mm -hmm. the ideas. So let's say then that you are really comfortable with that kind of stuff, but your spouse isn't as open to it. So how would you go about, like if they're the ones struggling and have lost a bit of touch with their sexuality and embracing that, how would you go about helping them, you know, regain that sexual confidence mm -hmm. if that's something that they're struggling mm -hmm. to tap into? Yeah, it's really easy in these situations because I get a lot of questions of like, how do I get my spouse to blank? Totally. How do I get my spouse interested in oral sex? How do I get my spouse to do a strip tease? How do I get my spouse to yeah. X, Y, Z? Yeah. And a lot of the focus, I think, is on fixing your spouse. And then mm -hmm. they're like, I think we need marriage counseling. And that's akin to saying, I think we need to lose weight, which what we were actually saying is, I think you need to lose weight. Yes. <laughs> right? So there's yeah. a lot of that, like, uh, how come my spouse won't go to marriage counseling with me? Well, it's because... Uh, you're there to because you want them to fix her <laughs> or yeah. him, right? Yeah. They view they're viewed as like a project now, and not as something that needs fixing. Yeah. And so, when I take questions like like this is a really good question, but I I just want to like emphasize like, um, it's like a law of the universe, and it's a really hard truth. But you really can't make your spouse change as much mm -hmm. as we wish we could. You you can't uh, or it's you can try, but um, it's like Aesop's fable of the cloud and the sun. They're having a competition. There's a guy walking across the field that had a coat on, and the cloud said to the sun, "Hey, first one that can get the guy to get his coat off wins." And so the cloud starts blowing a huge storm and cold and just as fierce of a wind as he can. And the man clutches his coat even closer and tighter to his body. Mm. And then when the when the cloud is winded, pun intended, you know, yeah. out of breath, <laughs> the sun comes out and just beams as warm and as bright and as calm as he can. And the man stops, you know, calms down, looks around and says, what a nice day it is. And then voluntarily takes off the jacket himself and mm -hmm. moves on. Wow. So affecting changes in our relationship. I think of that uh, fable all the time. Like, yeah. Most the change has to come from the inside out. It's the man taking off his coat, right? Right. But you can definitely set right circumstances that make it easy for a person to right. want to quote unquote take off their coat. 
instead of like blowing at them and like constantly trying to barrage them. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think an approach that where you're very patient, you're dropping the judgment, just yeah. realizing my spouse is an adult and yeah. behaves the way he or she does for probably really legitimate reasons in their head because their programming, their upbringing, whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. mm-hmm. there's real legitimate reasons for that. Wow. Um, so, um, I guess, uh, some couples also have a lot of unrealistic expectations about sex mm-hmm. and that's yes. not helpful either. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like even for men, one common, uh, unrealistic expectation is men should always want it all the time. Right. And that's not reality for men, but still society puts us on this. That make, yeah. we're, we're told to want it all the time. So we should. And when we don't, we think something's wrong with us. Yeah. So sometimes our like difficulty with her spouse, not being as, you know, enthusiastic about her or his sexual confidence is probably, um, could be rooted in some unrealistic expectations too. So mm-hmm. ch- check your, check your expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. So a few weeks ago I mentioned my wife and I had some conflict and, um, uh, it was, it was around sex, like, and, um, I had a certain position and she, she had a certain position and, um, I'm not talking about sex position. I'm talking about like <laughs> argument <laughs> position here. Just be clarify really these kinds of things. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, not, not to get too much into the details, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I teach a men's course. I, I teach, I teach and coach men how to, uh, how to level up the intimacy in their marriage. So this is all fresh on my mind. And because I'm teaching them these principles, I'm like, ah, now's a good time to implement them in my own marriage. And, uh, she, she said something that I didn't quite agree with, but instead of like becoming defensive and attacking her or attacking what she said, I, I tried to really calm down and kind of see the situation for what it is. Like a lot of times we're unwilling to look at the truth and, and things as they really are. We like our, our slant on things or we're totally invested in our approach instead of really looking at it from, you know, backing up and looking at the whole thing. Yeah. And another thing is I teach, I teach the men how to do is look for the truth in what she is saying. And mm-hmm. even if it's like, only partially true. What's the part that is true? And can you, is, is there any truth there? So, uh, that was kind of a hard pill for me to swallow because she was right. I was wrong. (laughs) And, uh, I didn't like it. I didn't Mm -hmm. like that. I was wrong. And I didn't like that. She was pointing out something, some behavior in me that, that was driving her away instead of Mm. bringing her closer. Mm-hmm. But um, but it took took a day for me to swallow my pride. And it, I just remember this. We had our discussion on Friday, so Saturday was kind of a cold day. But on Sunday, I remember like we're in an avoidance cycle. I hate avoidance cycles. Yeah, this, which, we're just going to stop this. And I went into the kitchen where she was, and I just gave her a really passionate kiss. And that kiss meant a, a few things. It was like it was like an I'm sorry, and I really want you, and I think you're amazing. Yes. And it just instantly, like all that tension, like melted away mm-hmm. and we're good again. And I learned yeah. something. I learned how to be a better spouse for her. And I learned how I could kind of temper my own 
exuberance sometimes so I can be a better spouse. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I made that. Now, did my wife change? No. Did, did her position change? It might. But I, if I'm overly fixated on her changing and her changing, like if it's a sexual confidence issue, let's say, wanting her to be more confident, and I, I, uh, if I keep attacking on that, it's kind of a waste of my time and my energy. Instead, yeah. I can focus on how I can be a, a better husband, and yeah. I can be a listener, and take the good information she's giving me for what it is. This is good information. And if I, yeah. if I level up, I think the natural, um, it's like a law of nature, I think, as one spouse really levels up and matures, the other is going to level up too. Like, it's just going to happen. So if you have a spouse that's really lacking sexual confidence, if you work on yourself to, to be better, uh, a better spouse, be a lot more mature, and don't be afraid to address things. Sometimes we're so afraid to bring up things yeah. and that we don't bring it into the light. Can you look at the issue as two adults? Like, let's talk about this as adults. Let's bring it into the light. Instead, we like bury it and it goes mm -hmm. underground and it starts to eat away at the foundation of our marriage and starts to corrode yes. it. You yeah. hear of couples that divorce that they were very, uh, they, they weren't couples that, that fought a lot, right? They're always very polite to each other, but yet they lack, they lack connection. They lack mm -hmm. heart. They lack togetherness. They didn't fight, but a lack of fighting doesn't mean that you're close either. So oh, mm, you, you yeah. got to, it's because they buried their issues and it ate away and corroded the foundation of their marriage. So yeah. don't bury your issues. You got to bring them up. You got to talk about them. Yeah. So if you're, if you see, like you can say, look, spouse, husband, wife, like we both know that you're struggling with sexual confidence here. Like it's obvious. Mm -hmm. And I, I think if you're going to be really honest, you would agree with me here. I want to be your champion. I want to help you and work with this. Help me know how I can help you with this and kind of be a support and a cheerleader and not a critic. And I think that's the, that's the best support you can give. Yeah. I love that. I know. I Absolutely. love thinking about that, that fable you shared. Like it's a great picture of how you can be just like loving instead of, you know, nitpicking or, you know, bringing up stuff that's like, that puts your spouse down or is saying it in a way that, that isn't increasing their confidence anyways, right? Um, right. So I think that was a beautiful, beautiful way to describe it. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, one last thought on that. I like mm. Jesus' teaching about the, the plank versus the speck. I think about that all the time. Mm. It is so easy when you live with someone, you share bills with them, you raise kids with them. It's like after being married for a while, there's no more hiding. There's no more secrets between the two of you. And you can really see, um, you know, which but buttons to push when you want to get their <laughs> attention, right? Yeah. And you know what move? You know when they start making certain moves, you know exactly what's coming next because it's very predictable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of hiding, and part of that, part of that also means knowing someone so well, you know their weaknesses. You can see all their flaws really clearly, and where they need to work on. It's, it's, it's glaringly obvious to you because you can see, as, as humans, we can't see our own flaws and weaknesses as clearly as we can see someone else's. That's because we're masters at self-deception. So yes. um, you're really good at seeing each other's flaws. So, and I love Jesus' teaching because he's like, yes, they probably do have a speck in their eye, but you got to 
<laughs> you got a plank in your own eye yeah. <laughs> first that you need to work on. And just it's the reset. It's like, where are you going to put your locus of control? Are you going to put it on yourself, which is really the only thing you do have control over? Or are you going to attempt to control your spouse, which is always a fantasy? You really don't have yeah. control of your spouse. No. Are you going to put it on them or put it on something else? But really, if you want to make real changes in your relationship, it starts with yourself. All right, Dan. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, you covered so many things. Like you said at the beginning of this episode, you know, intimacy is so much. It it includes a spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, sexual. And I feel Mm. like you just did an amazing job just giving beautiful fundamentals on all of this on a really big topic. Um, Talking about sexual hurdles is never never easy. Um, and going into sexual confidence and what this looks like, you know, on a personal level and on a spiritual level and all of it. I just want to say thank you so much because we, I mean, Alana, I'm speaking for you, but I heard some aha go- moments yes. go off for you just like they did for me. And I'm like, we are learning here and this is so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so we just want to thank you so much for coming on our show and thank you for joining hands with our ministry. We just love continuing through our ministry journey and meeting people like yourselves. And I just want to say thank you so much. So with that all said, Dan, is there any final words you would like to share? Let's see. I would say, um, remember that your spouse is a gift. Mm. You're not entitled to anything. The world doesn't owe you anything. He or she doesn't like have to be with you, but they're choosing to be with you. And you're choosing to be with them. And that's a wonderful gift. Of course, when you married them, you knew that they'd have, you know, propensities for depression or they're going to, they have a temper sometimes, or you you know, these things going in, but you're going to love them anyway, because you're going to build a life together and whatever it is, just realize how lucky you are to have them because they're not going to be there forever. So Mm -hmm. I guess cherish your, cherish your marriage, cherish with them, cherish them as a precious gift for what they are today and now. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.